Alright, here we go. We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. You're listening to the Content before. is Profit One, podcast. Two, and we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn how to turn that content into profit, you can go to contentsprofit.com. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Yes. I, I think we need to update that intro because we wrote it a year ago and it still says four years. I know, it's five so years now. Five years. We, we do need to update Time that intro. Flies, but baby. Guys, today Tell me more. we have an epic set of guests Ooh. and we're going to be talking about podcast monetization is it an art is it a science what is it i don't know we're gonna is discover it maybe it today. a mix of both maybe is it either or ah so good i, I know love it. i can't wait mm. all right guys go ahead uh, and follow the show <laughs> in your favorite platform uh yeah just I, hit follow and i think you skip one part i know hold on let me i'm gonna ask you <laughs> after why, why you always have to do this fancy well tell me what is the part that i just skipped you missed the sponsorship time no way tell me more yes. That's the whole strategy. Yeah, I great just question. To great question. Thank you. Today's sponsor is your own, The Biz Bros. Yes, yes. Go. We sponsor our own podcast with Content Momentum. That's and you right. might be asking yourself, what is Content Momentum? Well, mm. if you produce a long-form piece of content, just like this podcast that you're listening to or watching, and you want to turn it into multiple pieces of content that you can share all across social media, Ooh, we baby. are that modern media team that can come into your business and help you do just that so right, if that sounds what we call hashtag juicy juicy and you're interested don't forget to slide in the dms at biz bros co on facebook on instagram ah so good fancy Appreciate and now it. you can you know if this episode is impactful which i'm sure it will be make sure you share it with your loved ones and don't forget to leave us a five-star review guys it does help the show it does help you it does help everybody so win 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 oh so good right, I, you, I stole your part yeah you're and taking I, over my part i mean you give me reminders i'll steal your parts all right whatever content is profit on a tuesday yes that's right not just that today we are doing another 2v2 we made today's guest through a mastermind that we're both in put yourself out there guys my friends my friends yes that's right put yourself out there you never know who you might end up meeting hmm. oh yeah and they are not just the ogs of podcasting cool kids clubs they are at the forefront of the podcasting industry as a whole. They help entrepreneurs produce their podcasts and create, sell, and scale their businesses through the Dream Client Podcast Funnel Formula. Ooh, this is so juicy. I can't wait to hear more about that. Absolutely epic. These two have incredible individual track records, scale a business from zero to $500,000 in 12 months using an all-organic strategy. Number 15 of the top 50 moms in podcasting by Podcast Magazine. And now they have joined forces to bring my podcast coach to the world. Guys, there is so much more we could share. But luckily, we need to get this party started. Yeah. So please welcome co-founders <clears throat> of my podcast coach, the OGs of podcasting and monetization, Michelle and Evans. Welcome, guys. What's hey, hey, what's happening? Thanks for having us here. This is awesome. I was killing myself laughing at your guys' intro. I love it. <laughs> uh, I know it you goes south tell, all the time. You can tell we're brothers <laughs> because of all the discussion and fighting that happens during the intro <laughs> and before the show. 
Yeah. I, I started my podcast with my brother too. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, we'll, we'll, do, we'll dive into that. But yeah. Michelle and Evans, I mean, we're extremely lucky to to have you guys here. Uh, super fun fact, by the way, Evans, uh, one of the ish first ish months that we were in business we're actually processing one of your episodes with Lisanne Murphy so uh, when we joined in the match and we're like oh my goodness this is so cool that we now get to share some time with you guys and now we're having this incredible conversation yeah. Michelle did not get the chance to edit any content with you but we got the chance to share some stuff in the mastermind as well so uh, you guys have been doing incredible things in the space yeah be uh, before we dive into the the, the first question mm -hmm. here I just Because there's so many things you guys have accomplished, and I really want to share them with the public so they know you guys are the real OGs of podcasting, <laughs> right? I mean, we mentioned Evans. Uh, that's zero from to 500,000 in 12 months in all organic strategy. That is incredible. And the following year, that business crossed the seven figure and was later sold. One of your podcasting trainings have been licensed and featured in ClickFunnels, which is incredible. Right. Absolutely amazing. And I think this is the best one of all. You are an incredible father of a 10 year old and a husband. I mean, I love when entrepreneurs share about their family. That is yeah. incredible. For those watching the video, we have some awesome paintings in the background. Oh, yeah. I, I love when, when, when people share their, their family. I know. I love yes. it. I love it. And Michelle, you have one entrepreneur of the year. 2020, like we mentioned, number 15 of the top 50 moms in podcasting by Podcast Magazine. And you've launched over 200 shows in the last three years. So I just wanted to mention that. So people on the other side that are listening to this, right? The listener understand that you guys are the real deal when it comes to podcasting. And I can't wait to dive into this. But there's one more fact that I love that I want to share. And is that Michelle, you drive your kids to the to the bus stop in a boat every time. How cool is that? I, I love that. Uh, are you guys currently adopting someone? Because you know, just saying. We're taking applications. Don't worry. Yes. So, so awesome. guys, why, why don't you share a little bit of your your start as a, as entrepreneurs, right? I, I'm I'm assuming they're different path and then you guys found each other right so i mean who wants to go first evans you go first <laughs> oh good yeah I let the old it. guy go first right <laughs> <laughs> so you know what's funny is i i didn't really reflect a lot on my start as an entrepreneur until i started doing podcast interviews and it started coming out a yeah. lot more right because i sort of look back and i think oh well yeah i was doing this like four or five years ago, but then I actually went back and looked in the Wayback Machine in archive.org <laughs> and I found my very first website, the first business I created online, this was 20 years ago, um, back before YouTube, before Facebook, any of this stuff. And it was a local, sort of like a local e-commerce business where I was a personal trainer and I actually went and got my clients and people that I met who did things like they were artists, they were craftsmen, and, and I created this site called Charleston Arts, et cetera. And I yes. sold their stuff through this website for a commission. So that sort of got me into the online world. Um, and it, it's been 20 years since then. But then yes. I sold that business and started sort of stumbling forward and then eventually found myself in this 
podcasting world <laughs> 20 years later. So yeah, it's been a crazy journey. That's the, that's the very abridged version. Of it <laughs> yes. short and tight, right? Absolutely. I don't <laughs> worry for, for, for you that are listening right now, we're going to leave all the links right below <clears throat> of their shows, their personal stories, you know, everything that they're sharing. <clears throat> so we can, you guys can de- deep dive into, into that, into their okay. world, into their world. Yes. So now Michelle, what, how does it start with you? You know, in British Columbia, were you always in British Columbia? Uh, yeah, how did how was that that bug born? <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was I well actually the second I graduated high school I was on a plane to Switzerland where I lived for a year and then forty seven yes. countries a lot of backpacking scuba diving wow. bungee jumping you name it skydiving <laughs> I landed back in Canada <laughs> so my twenties were a little bit of a blur and a lot of fun and. Um, spent every like Wednesday night in the Caribbean on some island because I was working on cruise ships. So lots of crazy things. Um, but I always knew I wanted to have my own business. And funny enough, Evans and I both started in the fitness industry. So I had my own fitness studio. It was called Evolve Fitness and then it turned into Storm Fitness. And then it evolved and exploded across our province and um, many, many, many boot camp locations. And then I got, uh, then I had a family and uh my little guy was amazing, but I realized that I can't bring him in a bucket to all my personal training sessions. Uh, I could when he was in a bucket in like a little car seat, <laughs> I can carry him around. But yeah. then when he started running, I was like, this is probably not fair on my clients because he's doing all the exercises right along with them and they're paying for it. And yeah, so it kind of got a bit awkward. So I opened a co-working space where uh, people could come and like start their businesses. And then I had somewhere to go and work when I was out of the house so I could then leave my son at the daycare and go work somewhere. And it was this amazing co-working space, but again, too, too ahead of its like time. Like then we were opened up in a space where uh, people didn't really know what a co-working space was. Now fast forward eight years, there's about 20 of those in the same location that we (laughs) originally started in. But what's a co-working space and why do you need one? But that's where my podcasting and love for podcasting was born from doing workshops in that space. Wow, that's amazing. I love how both of your backgrounds are, you know, straight into entrepreneurship. Um, I'm curious, was your family like that as well? Um, No, actually. Well, you know, I could say my father always, he was in sales. Mm. So, as you know, when you're in sales and you're working commission generally, and then he did start his own business later with another partner. So that probably sort of fit in because I, I I mean, I remember one thing from the beginning, I always told myself that I would never work for anybody else. And when I did, I actually went and worked in radio and sold radio for a while. And I was miserable. Mm -hmm. I loved being, I, I loved like when I went out and met with my clients and went out and did the work, but having to report to a location and be in a meeting and wear a suit and tie, which was ridiculous because <laughs> I was going out to, you know, places where the people are looking at me like, is this the IRS showing up or what, you know, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was a, for me, I think that really, and like Michelle mentioned, I went probably straight, once I learned sales, I started going into other things. I was like, what do I like to do? Yeah. And that's when I started getting into personal training and I was able to use my sales background Mm. to really help me thrive in that position where a lot of other trainers didn't have that. Absolutely. So that really helped out. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I remember when when we first, I mean our family is zero entrepreneurship yeah. my, like background, right? Our mom works at a college, you know, our dad w- is a chemical engineer and he's been doing different things, right? And uh so that that jump uh, that bug was in there from very early on and we we grew up playing soccer. That was the the north start. Like that was it and then when that was uh, not achieved for XYZ. There's different episodes where you share that stories, right? We're like, huh, what now, right? But that feeling of, I don't want to really work for somebody else uh, or the need of maybe resources, right? To to bring maybe the family here. We might have not, might, might not have mentioned that before, but it's like, okay, what, that's how it starts, right? And then it, it starts to evolve into uh, serving, right? And how can we find these solutions and providing these solutions to, to our customers and, and our clients and our communities, right? So do you guys remember exactly when, if you had a moment like that, where you were like, huh, th- this is what it's all about, right? It's not maybe about the money. It's not maybe about, you know, it's about serving each other. You know, Michelle, you mentioned the co-working space and, and doing these workshops in there. You know, Evans, you too, when you transition from sales to, to something else and, and your your initial online business, right? What, was there a moment where you guys identify as in, huh, this is my libel moment as an entrepreneur. I need to continue do, doing this regardless of what the output is. I had a definitely a light bulb moment when I was um, I was working actually in sales as well. So it's funny, Evans. We both went from sales to personal training. To, <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. I was doing sales for a snowboard tour company. How cool is that? And I also did sales for a whitewater rafting company. But I remember oh, sitting there in the ski company, and they came into the office, and they're like, the 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 father of the owner, his brothers that owned it, and he's like, you know, they're grooming you to take over this one day, and I just was like, no, like my life, like just like shut (laughs) in. I was like, oh gosh, I feel like I'm in jail. So I, that was my light bulb. Okay, well. You know, I love P- taking people out on the weekends. We had so much fun going to all the ski resorts and skiing and partying on the weekends. But was I really making an impact in their lives? No, mm. <laughs> which is why I was like, well, I want to do fitness. I think that I can really help people, inspire them to get motivated and get fit and like make it more of an impact in their lives. So yeah. for me, it was making an impact in someone's life was always like the goal for being whatever business I was starting. Wow. Yeah, I have to say the same thing. You know, I, I look back and... I didn't mention my mom before, but my mom was a school teacher until she quit working. And I remember when I was a young child, she used to take me like we did Meals on Wheels together. We did volunteering together. And as I got older, when I got into health and fitness, the reason I did that was because I before that, I had been at a point in my life when I wasn't healthy. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was not feeling good about myself. And then I started exercising and I saw everything change. Right. And I wanted to give that to some, I wanted to give that to other people. So Mm -hmm. like Michelle, I wasn't in it for the money per se. I just knew that I could help other people and impact them and serve them. So I think I really get a lot of that definitely from my mom, even though she wasn't an entrepreneur that bleeds into my entrepreneurship today. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. I relate this to, you know, you start seeing the change you want to see in others when you see that change in yourself, right? And Evan, you mentioned at at the beginning that you'd never really reflected on your entrepreneurial journey until you started like podcasting. And I think that is is key, right? Because most people don't really sit down and reflect on, on their journey. And it was the same for us. When we started podcasting as well, we started sharing stories and we're like, wow, I didn't I, I didn't remember that one of, you know, like 10 years ago. Like, look at that. For example, when we were kids, uh, we would go to this 
kind of like market, uh, a little sketchy market back home, <laughs> right? That that or that used to take us in, and we would buy uh, soccer jerseys, um, counterfeit soccer jerseys. But like I mentioned in another episode, even the cops at home they would go and buy their stuff in that market. Different environment, but, yeah, different, different environment, environment. Different. But the point is, we would buy them and then we would go to school and resell them. Right. And at the point we didn't know that was like some sort of entrepreneurship, you know, <laughs> trade, whatever. We were like, oh, we just need a little bit more money. Then when we came to the U.S., like my brother mentioned, and we had that need for for money to first survive. Then we wanted to help our family come here. I started doing the same. I was dressing up, going to restaurants, <laughs> right, trying to sell them things. And I felt so awkward. I, not myself, definitely. I mean, look at myself right now, right? Like, my hair is all crazy, uh, the big beard. And at that point, I was like, oh, man, this is this is so awkward. And for many years, as we try to figure out and do different things, I personally didn't feel that good with myself because I didn't, like... I knew we could help the other person accomplish their goal through whatever we were doing. But since it was something that I haven't done specifically for myself, I was like, ah, I'm just selling them something, right? And it wasn't actually until we started being consistent at publishing and we started seeing those results in ourselves. And for me particularly, it was mainly the the effect that it had in me you know, the, the podcasting, talking, putting my, my thoughts into words. When I noticed that difference is when I, I got that reflection and I was like, huh, I want other people to feel the same exact way. Like, mm. this is awesome. With this, I can help them. And I think that's when, uh, you know, you can call, call it your motive. My motive changed in that moment. I was like, huh, this is this is way more aligned with who I am and who I want to be and, you know, the people that I want to serve with. So let me go with that, right? So I just wanted to share that a little bit because first, the importance of reflecting in your journey, it, it, can, it can have, you know, a lot of, of positives, I'll say, and it, it can just bring some, some thoughts to light. And then second, because I have a follow-up question for you guys, right? And, you know, we, we talk about this moment where, where everything changed for us. But was there a moment where things maybe could have stopped for you, right? Like that resistance moment where you said, this is it. No more. I can't continue, right? I'm, I'm about to quit. Was there a moment like that in your life? You want to go ahead, Michelle? Or you want me to jump in? <laughs> you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm thinking about mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I Gosh. I could say there's been a lot of moments, right? I mean, I actually wrote about this in a, a book that I was published in, in a chapter I talk about failure. And the way I look at failure is so much different now than the way I used to look at it. Now I look at it. And I mean, guys, I'm, y'all don't know this probably, but I'm 50, I'm over 50 years old. So it took me almost 45, 48 years before I started looking at failure with a positive lens. Wow. So if you're younger and you can do this sooner, it can really help. And it's something I try to teach my daughter now. But, um, you know, when we talk about, I'll reflect this to podcasting. I'll do it real quick so I don't hog the microphone too long. But when, when I was working with the podcast you mentioned before, where we went from zero to half a million dollars in 12 months. Yeah. We were at a stretch and I was the marketing and monetization strategist behind this podcast. My partner was the voice. He was the, you know, like the, the expert 
yeah. um, the attractive character. And we had gotten to the point where things, we had grown the audience, right? We had gotten it to where I'd put in a strategy that was very proactive. You guys would probably love this because you get out and you like just start putting out content, right? And do it in a consistent, proactive way. And we grew to 75,000 monthly listeners, but we weren't, we hadn't connected the monetization to it yet. We hadn't gotten consistent with the lead generation and we had like a small team and we had ourselves to pay and we weren't making money. And we were really probably about a month from just stopping. And we went to Funnel Hacking Live for the first time started meeting it wasn't what was being said on the stage what was awesome was what was being the conversations we were having with other entrepreneurs mm. and ones that were farther ahead on the journey than us and they started giving us ideas and helping us serving us right yeah. just hey well have you tried this you should try this maybe do this a little different that's great but maybe you should tweak this thing and so we started listening Then we listened to a lot of the stuff that was being taught, you know, from Russell on the stage and some of the other entrepreneurs. And we went home and immediately took action and we created horrible sales videos. We created, (laughs) I mean, we just basically, I mean, they were not good, but it was that action in that first, you know, taking back the ideas, the ahas that we had and not worrying about whether they would be successful, not worrying about the result, having expectations, we just dove headfirst into them. And from that moment forward, we went from almost shutting down to coming back. And that's when the revenue just started going through the roof. And we had a lead wow. generation system in place and we took off. And next thing you know, we were at 150,000 plus monthly listeners. And within wow. 12 months, we had hit that half a million dollar mark. So, okay. um, we were that close to quitting, though. Just that close, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's impressive. I, lo- I love these stories. They're, they're extremely <laughs> motivating. Michelle, what's yours? Yeah, well, it's funny. I have a few stories. I mean, I, my dad was an entrepreneur as I was growing up, but we always used to tease him because he was like a serial entrepreneur. He was losing businesses, lost Friday Center, and being successful at businesses. Like, so it was always like this. But I always had, you know, seeing him fail sometimes and then seeing him be successful sometimes I think really helped me be being okay with failing like and being okay with like taking that opportunity and running with it and seeing what happens and not being afraid of making that leap so um, you know, I would have to say like our co-working space was, <laughs> was not a success um, because it was so far ahead of its time. And I, when I was at home as a new mom, my business brain, I was already in fitness. My business brain was going to mush. And this is where I turned on to the Apple TV and I was like, what's this purple app called podcast? What is yeah. this thing? And they started listening to it. But that listening to those shows actually changed my life around because it was I, my business brain was going to mush and I was like getting a little annoyed with our co-working space wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. And then we can we were trying to find like a daycare space with a co-working space together in the same like building. But the bylaws, we were too advanced for the bylaws. They didn't understand how that can happen together in one building. And, you know, yeah. it was just it was getting frustrating. And so we were about to just say, forget it. Mm-hmm. When this podcasting thing, I put my earbuds in and every Monday morning I take my son for 
walk and I listened to Jamie Tardy's Eventual Millionaire. And I swear that show really inspired me and motivated me to keep going and keep listening. And, you know, it was from there that I fell in love with podcasting when I recognized it was in my car. It was in my on my Apple TV at home. And and I talked to my mom friends about it. They'd be like, what are you talking about? What's a podcast? I'm like, that's really I'm like, why is nobody listening to this? These things they are amazing. They're changing my life. And so I kind of had that like radar saying like this is something to pay attention to it's not quite there this is like in 2012 so this is like long before yeah, it was ever that's... possible but it's like this is something to pay attention to um so start learning about it and that's when i started kind of getting interested in it and just yeah. seeing the the impact it was making yeah. on myself really yeah. was like well if i can make that, have that impact on myself what could me helping other people get their shows out there imagine the ripple effect that's gonna be and so i always had this in my mind i want to be like the hay house of podcasting let's change some lives and help those podcasters that are going to change people's lives let's help them get more visibility and get out there and so that's kind of where my kind of the seed got planted for me yeah oh, oh, that's amazing yeah that, that that's so fun we love to hear the stories right because uh, as entrepreneurs right like we we relate that there's always going to be those moments along the way mm-hmm. and uh same thing uh a few years back i used to think like man like this is the end right like or what is it but then i related it like to me the output was let me relate it to my soccer right because in a, let's say in a game of soccer i don't know if you guys are familiar with 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 the sports or if you guys are fans but in the game there's more failures than successes right like inside of the game right like you try to dribble they'll take the ball away right sometimes right if you succeed sweet then then the the next pass that you gotta make sometimes you make a mistake sometimes you don't you shoot you score you don't score they go so there's a lot of like these interactions within that same game so uh for us was okay can we relate our day-to-day operations on the business side of things with this thing? And normally that will happen with every single sport as well, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why maybe sometimes we see that relationship between athletes, military, and business, right, is very strong because those those, those type of people are very resilient, right, to, to failures. But then we enter this entrepreneurial world or publishing world, like to be very specific too, and we put our message out there and we test messages and we test stories, right? And somewhat sometimes we get into that mental state of like, man, like this might not be good enough, right? This might be like, I'm not, maybe I'm not okay with failing, right? So uh, how, if, if like that, somebody with that background can't think that, maybe people that don't have that background might be even more challenging, right? So, you know, within yourself, um, is there anything that you guys can pinpoint and be like this specific action helps me move forward right like once i identify what is your framework like what is your framework to like one as i identify this friction point how do i move forward right what is uh, do i take a learning lesson uh and maybe with you guys and with your clients that you guys help every single month anybody that's a good question um <laughs> yeah so so good to, yeah <laughs> yeah you know what i you know what i you know what i heard just i actually heard this on a podcast as i was driving home this weekend and um i can't i think it was um uh byron katie who mm-hmm. michelle may know who i'm talking about but i don't know much about her but she was being interviewed and one thing that that stood out to me that i think can help anybody is that we all sort of have that imposter syndrome. Even, you know, I hear people who are very, very successful, even uh, like somebody that we all might know that's in our circle, Alex Sharfin, who said once, you know, he every time he cuts on the microphone to do a podcast, he has that sort of moment that hits him like, is this going to be good? Am I good enough to do this? Should I be sharing this? Almost that imposter syndrome 
So it helps to know that other people, even much more successful, go through it too. But one thing that I heard that she said that made me sort of be able to switch that Mm. like voice in my head was when that voice in your head says, you know, like, oh, they're going to just think this is dumb if I share this. Just ask yourself, you know, is this true? Is this really true? Right. And then once you start asking yourself, is this true? Then obviously you're like, well, how do I know that? I don't know what they're thinking. So, of course, no, it's not true. And so you can sort of mentally shift your mindset a little bit by just asking that question and moving forward. But um, I think a lot of it, too, has to do with just one thing that I know Michelle and I have done some classes together where we've helped groups launch podcasts and we've talked about fear and she probably has a lot of more experience than me with this but the one thing that i always tell everybody and i used to i used to really get stuck on what are people gonna think what are they gonna and and then once i realized that if i'm just myself my authentic self and don't worry about what's coming from the reaction for what i say what's don't have an expectation about it and just be yourself and i know sometimes that's hard but Mm. you'll stand out and your message will connect with the person that it's supposed to connect with yeah Um, we aren't made to connect with every single person in the world there's probably you know like if only 10 people out of a thousand connect with what i have to say and it helps change their life in any small way and like michelle mentioned earlier then the ripple effect from that continues and continues Mm -hmm. that's massive so um, that was a little bit of a long-winded answer, but that, that Good. that's, I just don't really have a clear path, but that's how yeah. I do it. I'm like, am I, is this true? And am I being true to myself? Yeah. I like it. Michelle, with your experience with like the 200 shows, right? That, that, that can mm-hmm. be very common. Mm-hmm. We had a, we just had a call uh, with somebody that launched her first episode not so long mm-hmm. ago. Like she's not a client. We just saw, mm-hmm. were on a, on an awesome call. And we told her, like, you already did the hardest part. Like, you put, put out mm-hmm. your first episode. Wow. And she went into, like, her story and her fears. And I'm like, you're, like, you're so far ahead. <laughs> like, you're so far ahead. And it's incredible. So what are, you know, through your experience, your own experience maybe, or with your clients, like, what is something common that you see and how can they move, move past that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's definitely some major things that happen in roadblocks that stop people from actually ever getting over that hurdle. And, and I, I know these so well because I had all of them (laughs) and it actually, from the time that I I got hooked on podcasting, I was like, I love this. I want to have my own show to the time that I actually launched my own show was a lot of years because I was happy helping other people do theirs, but I still didn't know what I wanted to talk about. (laughs) And I didn't know what I wanted to be known for. It just, until I realized it was podcast casting really that I couldn't stop talking about. <laughs> so yeah. finally just gave in that that's what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I see it, I see it. It's like that in action, we have a tagline to amplify you is like our podcast management agency. And so the tagline there is actually your uniqueness is your genius. And so you can remember, um, and if we can instill this in our clients that like you, there's nobody else, no matter how many people that are going to talk about soccer out there on a podcast, your the, your position on it is going to be so much different than some Someone else's right by the way i played for 23 years i love that game (laughs) and uh you know so i think keeping that in mind and then the in uh we also have another saying where uh you know if you are not embarrassed by your first few episodes you waited too dang long to get them out there so (laughs) that's the imperfection like they 
the massive uh, need for perfect is uh, actually causing that stalling and um it's causing it's causing people to just stall and not take action and not move forward at all so um imperfect small action gets you to the end game every time <laughs> yeah i love that imperfect action and i'm I'm always surprised by the capacity of humans of like self-sabotaging themselves right and it's it's a problem that i feel everybody deals with i actually saw you know evans i saw a ted talk of somebody that had a i think it was like a four billion dollar company and he was talking how every single time he goes into a meeting he is having those thoughts as well right yeah. And he's like, no, like, look what you've accomplished, look what you've gone. And like, he has to talk himself out of it. So it is very real at whatever, whatever level we live at, we were at. And, you know, social media, I feel in a, in a sense, it doesn't really help as much because then everybody's comparing themselves to others, right? Which is like a terrible thing to do. So if you're listening right now and you are comparing yourself to others, don't do it. The only person you should compare yourself is to yourself yesterday. Are you better than than where you better? Are you better than what you were being yesterday? I think that's not the way you said. Ish, but yeah. ish, 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 language ish. barrier. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I I love all that. I think that is incredible and it takes practice it's a skill that people need to develop uh like you said imperfect action with consistency and they're gonna be able to move past that but i do want to you know transition here a little bit about mm. the podcasting type of things right and the first question that i've had since the beginning <laughs> is what have been some of the changes that you guys have seen in the last couple of years i mean 200 shows That is amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've noticed some trends. What is happening in the industry? I know it's growing a lot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious to see what is the current state of podcasting. Oh my gosh. I'll let you run with this one, Michelle. <laughs> I feel like you serve such a small little piece of the podcasting space. Um, and so, where we really shine with our clients, like we, we've gotten really good at helping them, especially since Evans and I have joined together is that knowing how the entrepreneur can have a successful podcast that connects with their, their business <laughs> because what we're seeing is so many you know someone started a podcast because it was a great idea and their business is over here but the two don't talk to each other <laughs> and so Evans has been amazing at like coming on to helping people kind of Like we together, we can connect those things, those pieces. And so as far as the state of podcasting goes, oh my gosh, I still believe it's in its infancy stages, mm. but I do believe that the small piece that we serve is very different than the rest of the space where they're going after ads and, and sponsorship and um, growth through Patreon or those kind of um, mm -hmm. things and really concerned about download numbers where we're really concerned about impact, um, a return on their investment, getting people back into their business and promoting their own programs and services through their ads and sponsorship. So just like you guys do, right? Like, I feel like that is a very different breed of podcaster than like I would say 95% of the rest of the podcasting space. So yeah. however long, like, you know, been in the podcasting space since 2012, but it's been this little tiny piece of the, um, the actual industry. So it's been interesting to see how fast the industry has been moving and how much it's become more like radio <laughs> and how much it's become more based on ads and sponsorship and lots of money, uh, which is really interesting because that's totally not the kind of podcasters that we typically work with. And yeah. they've been seeing a huge success in their business and huge success in their podcast, but it's through a very different kind of way, using it as a leverage and building relationships and, mm -hmm. and making an impact, which is very different than 
I think what the rest of the world is doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I we received a text the other day from a group that that we're interacting with, and the question was, "What do you guys think about the new um, iTunes subscriber?" the new face that they're rolling out for paid memberships inside of the iTunes. Right. And, uh, my answer to that was like, look, like I, I think like, especially us, we're in a different position. Like this is for people that might be monetizing their content itself, like that don't have a business or they don't have a service. They don't have an offering on the back end to help the audience that they're serving. Right. The, this is the content, see the content as a product. People, like you mentioned, people that are going to Patreon, people that are going to all other platforms to monetize yeah. different layers within their content. Right. Because there's nothing else on the back end. So to us, really, I mean, we put everything out there. You guys put everything out there in these conversations, in these interviews, right? It's out there. It's, it's available to everybody. And then the next level comes on the, on the business, right? So I guess my question to you, Evans, is like, how do you, I mean, obviously the, the, the show is called Content's Profit, right? So how do we connect, right, the content to the profit? That, that, that's, the, that's the secret sauce, right? Like, what is that process? Does that process look the same for everybody that doesn't want to be on the sponsorship side of things, right? Is it individual to every business? Is there a framework that, that people should start following? Yeah, well, I think a lot of it depends on where you are in your journey as an entrepreneur too. Um, you know, but to go back to what you're saying, I think the most important connecting part that a lot of people miss, if we're talking about just like one Thing. And this goes back to your Apple podcast question too, right? Another shiny object that's getting thrown out there and it sounds so good. We get to monetize, but yes, you get to make some money if you get people on the private podcast through Apple. Yes, they're going to take some of that money. That's not my concern. Where you don't benefit is you don't get to know who those people are that are paying for your podcast. You don't get any contact information. You don't get the prospect, the lead. And when we talk about where we succeeded, when I was mentioning that story earlier about how we were about to close down and we came back, we made some changes. The absolute biggest lever in our business that changed with our podcast was not a lot of changing the podcast itself. That was really dialed in. Yes, we changed a little bit about the messaging to get people to take the next step. Cause for us, it's always, what's the next step? What's the next step on that journey? Yeah. But for us, it was when we figured out a way to create a lead generation system mm-hmm. that wasn't a transactional lead generation s- strategy. It was transformational. It was relationship building. It's similar to what you guys do when you put out all of that content, not just one piece of content, right? You're not just making one exchange for that. We did the same thing where we're like, okay, we are going to give you this ridiculously valuable item, which for us was a member's area. By the time I left over 200 free things in there to help you grow your business in exchange for your email address. Yes. That list. And then that gave us the ability to continue to keep a discussion with these people, right? Where we were saying, not come by our thing, not buy our thing, not the transaction, but the relationship. We just gave you something new in there to help you grow your business. We just, you know, we, we showed people, like Michelle mentioned, the relationship aspect that we wanted to serve and help them. And when I went back and looked at the numbers, 80% of our highest value clients and customers 
came from that list, from going yes. into that system. They were the ones that spent the most, that bought more than once, that ascended to our high ticket programs. And that's part of the integral piece of the pie that I teach now to my clients is, you know what, we're going to build, we're building a relationship with our leads. And that's what's really important that a lot of people, and I've actually been going back and forth. It's funny you brought this, you're going to get me on a rant, but I know we don't have a long time for a rant, but I've been sort of thinking to myself, why do we continually ask people to go to Apple to review my podcast mm. instead of asking them to go here to get into my into my world on my platform to give me the email address so I can cultivate that relationship further because you build the relationship in the podcast itself and you deepen that through great content and giving value. But then if you can get them to give you your email address and treat that like it should be treated, not just as a, hey, you gave me that thing, here's my thing, go away, I'll send you a broadcast in three months when I've got a sale, right? It's, it's more, it's continuing to cultivate yes. the relationship. Yes. And that mm-hmm. connect, that's the lever that connects from the podcast to the offer. So then, you know, you have the offer there at that point, selling and closing and getting clients is not hard at all because you've built so much trust and reciprocity. Yeah. Um, and I actually went, I went on, it, I was in a discussion with one of our mastermind leaders about this and it came up where I started calling it the, the reciprocity selling and scaling system Yeah, because it's all about ser- serve before sales. Yeah. I love it. And the transformational, not transactional, yes. right? Like that's, that's really key. I think what I was saying. Yeah. Do, do you, do you think, um, is it? Is it that people don't know enough about this or is it that people are scared to to implement this system? Or maybe is it that they know it takes work, hard work to build these relationships? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's work. You know, it's funny because I saw Frank Kern talking about this. I love Frank Kern because he's yeah. just so I mean, he basically says the way you the way you help people or way you get people to buy things from him <laughs> yes. is to actually show them that you can help them, right? Demonstrate that you can help them by actually helping them. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about follow-up and that everybody loves the, like the tip of the iceberg, the attention, the getting your content out there, doing the podcast, getting the content out there. But exactly what you said, as soon as you move to that next phase, it takes some actual work, but it doesn't have to be hard work, but it just takes some effort. But if, And I don't know how many people, I I don't know any statistics, but I would just say that if 90% of entrepreneurs just had a a good, strong reciprocity relationship building follow-up system in their business, it would change everything. Yeah. I mean, I I remember when, when we first started, you know, consciously going into the entrepreneurial world one of the people that we were following at the moment was grant cardone and he's like very aggressive salesman right Mm -hmm. and i mean one of the things that i remember the most was that he was like the sales isn't the follow-up the sale isn't the follow-up right and yes like he is a very aggressive salesman but put it in the context of what we're talking about right now building relationships a lot of people tend to keep these relationships in a very reactive manner. It's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, have a first contact with someone and then I'm going to wait for them to be interested and come to me. When it's like 
no, be proactive about it. Follow up with that person, uh, not necessarily for the sake of, hey, I'm going to sell you this on the next follow up, but you're building that relationship transformational. Now I'm getting to understand what your pains are, what your problems are. Share something yes, that yeah. might help them, right? Exactly. Like introducing yeah. somebody that could help them as well. Like we, we never know. And uh, that, that's a fun process to start exploring. Uh, and we definitely encourage, you know, if you're listening to this right now, like go try it out. Like how can you serve that person that you're trying to work with, right? Like that, that you want to serve. What is the next step? So, um, Michelle, do you have any tips on that? I feel like you, you're, yeah, like, just you're about that's to. That's actually one of my favorite strategies yes. when it comes to podcasting because that, that's why I have a podcast. So it can lead with like, hey, I want to get to know you better. Can you come on my podcast? And then, or like, you know, I'd love to have you on my podcast, showcase you, elevate you. Then we can have this conversation. I can get to know you. And that's just the beginning of that relationship, right? So you, you like, the podcast allows me to lead with serving someone first and doing something nice for them. That's what I love about podcasting like so much. It's that relationship building in there. Um, I think it's really key. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We, we, we're such in the same page uh, right now, guys, just so you know. And we always say like some of the friendships and relationships that we've developed in this last year that we've been doing the podcast. I mean, there's no other way we would have had or made those relationships otherwise. Right. It would be so challenging to get in contact with, you know, for example, yesterday we had Glenn Lundy here on Content is Profit. Like, it would be so difficult to meet him in a room right when instead you can like he said you can build your own table and then bring the people to your own table and, yeah. and build those relationships i see i think so it's so important personally if i could pick one thing for people to learn right for you the listener to learn from this conversation that we have today is that is be proactive in building those relationships and build your own table don't be afraid to build your own table and bring them yeah. to your table so thank you. This is amazing. I know we're coming out to, to the end of the hour, but we have a, a few more questions. We, we have we have two more questions. Uh, so depends on long, it's fine. We have time. So it's up to you. You guys can go and uh, Evans, you can yeah, rant yeah, if you want. So here we go. So um, what would be, and it could be two action points <clears throat> since it's two of you, two v two, a special. Uh, what is one action point that people that are in this space of starting their ventures, right? Or they have something built and they are thinking about publishing. They're thinking about putting their message out there to multiply their message, right? Be present, be loud. What is something that we can tell them today that they can take action immediately and start getting that momentum? Mm, I think I have a good one right now for that. Is that... Um you know, how we prevent like pod fade or like content fatigue, right? Is like, we see it when people don't get, like I, I like to say, like we don't peel the onion back far enough. So you haven't got, quite got the great content if you feel like you're going to run out of things to say after like 10 or 12 episodes or like 10 or 12 pieces of content, right? So a good little like trick I like to say for this is like, just do a huge brain dump on a topic. And if you can get past a hundred pieces of topic, hundred pieces of content within the first 15 minutes without stopping, then you know you've hit a content, um, a content topic that you can like carry on for a long time, right? Like, you know, you've peeled the onion back far enough. Yeah. And if you can, you kind of run out of steam or run out of ideas, then you got to dig a little deeper. Mm. that's going to prevent that pod fade for sure <laughs> yes I, I i love it evans before you go on this one i, I want to share a quick story like for us when we first started the show the first 20 episodes is 
me and my brother, right? And it was like, let's get the message out there. You know, the first episode is our story a little bit. And then we started talking about things that were happening in our world. And then around episode 20, we were like, oh, we hit that wall, right? That you mentioned it's something very real. And we're like, what else do we talk about? Do we talk about the same thing? Like, what are all the stories that we're sharing? Like, and, and then we, our, our, our solution to that at the time was let's go interview people. Right, let's let's learn from them. Let's build these relationships, right? And and it evolved into the show that it is now. But yesterday, also having that conversation, it's there. There's we're not with Glenn, especially like he he's been publishing about eight hundred episodes. He has the biggest, largest uh, Facebook morning show in the world right now, right? And and he's like every day that when I identify that I'm not, I, I'm like running out of topics or things to say is because I'm not learning enough. I'm not, I'm not, you know, putting myself out there. I'm not growing enough. Right. So, so that on the personal side of things, like his personal growth side of things. So that, that's also great. And I, and I love the dump. It's like, write it out. Like you, do I know enough? Do I actually don't know enough? If not, we got to research and learn more, right? Do we have to continue growth? So thank you so much for that too. Evan, so any, anything else that, that you want to share with, with the audience? with us yeah i would say you know the biggest thing for me is don't feel it can feel very lonely i mean you guys are lucky you have two right you're, you're together there so that's awesome so, sometimes but that's, a, that's most, not such a good thing yeah I, yeah right <laughs> but um but but as a solopreneur a yeah. solo podcaster if you're just starting it can feel a little lonely and you're like oh my gosh you know what should i do and you can it doesn't you can go read, watch a thousand YouTube videos, take a course, whatever it is. But I would say the best thing to do is just ask for help, mm-hmm. you know, yes. reach out and find somebody that has done it before. That's been there before and ask for help. Even if it's just in a way to get some positive reinforcement. I remember one of my, fr- when I moved from behind the curtain as the marketing monetization guy to actually doing my first one, all I could think back on was like, we had this machine, right? Like it got recorded. I had the plan in place to grow it, to make money. We had a funnel, we had everything put in place. We had an editor. And so when I went to do it myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, all I could picture was, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have this, I don't have that. How am I gonna do this? And I reached out and helped to ask a friend just to have a conversation. And his best piece of advice that I ever got was he's like, you know, reach down next to you. He's like, do you have a, one of these sitting there? I'm holding up a phone for those yeah. listening, right? And he's like, pick that up, open the voice memo app, press record, start talking, press yeah. stop. You just recorded your first podcast. Now just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, that's amazing. So those two things, right? Just ask for help and then just take the first step. But asking for help is always you know, going to bring massive benefits. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's a, that saying that is a, it takes 10,000 hours to, you know, become like an expert in something. But guess what? I, I, I personally think probably the only shortcut, and I'm doing air quotes here, to something mm-hmm. is leverage some other, somebody else's expertise, right? Like go find, like, like you're saying, Evans, Find that person that is that expert or somebody that can help you move a little bit faster in that place that you are right now and gone to them. Learn from them. And then eventually you're going to need something else and you're going to find that other person that is going to be able to help you with that other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, sometimes I feel like people back to relationships are so afraid to be proactive in that sense as well and reach out to those people that can help them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. You ready? <laughs> Last question. Fire. 
Last question. Um, are you a uh, lab person or a chihuahua person? No, I'm kidding. Uh, that's not the last question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> last question. It, probably your favorite question. We mention it all the time. Where will you guys be if you did not publish? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> probably be thinking about all the things that I should be talking about on my podcast <laughs> while sitting in a room by myself. That's not very exciting. <laughs> All those ideas would yeah. probably stick in my head. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I would feel stuck, unmotivated, you know, miserable really, because it's mm -hmm. been, it's huge knowing that, you know, what I have to share and the message I have and the mission I have is just not serving who it could serve. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would definitely be. It would definitely be a lonely, stuck play. I'd be back to. I'd be back to my old days of just doing yeah. freelance copywriting and you know making good money, but working many, 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 many hours, so I wouldn't have time for these folks behind me. So it would. Uh, it would not be a fun life. Yeah, I also think like the fear of like of my own voice would still be real because mm -hmm. um, I think exercising the, my voice and like having conversations like this all the time and, and producing content with your voice on it, I think has really helped to strengthen my voice and, you know, give me confidence yes. to know that I do have something important to say that people do want to hear and that is going to make an impact in someone's life. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys mm -hmm. hit it like right on the spot, right? It's, it's about that one person that we can help, right? It's uh mm -hmm. I remember when we first started our first 45 live challenge, you know, you, you, we kept looking at that little corner with a number, right? Who's, who's watching. Doesn't, doesn't really matter. Does it like, because like, well, first off, you know, people are going to come back to it. If you do it the next day, you, you have another chance, right? Like if we talk about frequency all the time, but even if there's one person, that person is paying their undivided attention to you and, mm -hmm. and you can help them. Right. And then imagine how, I mean, we, we, we did this exercise. You imagine just five people in front of you, like talking mm -hmm. to five people. That's intimidating, right? Like mm -hmm. that can be very intimidating. So the fact that why do we, you know, keep that into that person? So going back to Michelle, what you're saying, like, and, and Evans too, like that message that comes and we can impact so many. And then we have a solution on the back end because we're, because we're connecting the show to the business side of thing and we can help and serve yeah. people. Ah, so good. So Definitely for you. If you're listening and watching, please, please go follow them. The links are going to be all in the, the description. All you got to do is scroll down and click there and get in contact with yeah. Evans and Michelle because it's, but it's incredible. if you don't want to scroll, Michelle Evans, where should they go? <laughs> we can find us at uh, my podcast coach Facebook group uh, where we both hang out lots there and give lots of content out or follow us on Facebook. Awesome. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, find it, find us. I love when people reach out on Facebook and say mm -hmm. they've heard me on a podcast. So you can just Evans Putman on my personal profile, shoot me a message. You just don't try to sell me Bitcoin <laughs> right away. You know, <laughs> it, the shape. first message. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I love that connection. So I'm I'm always mm -hmm. happy when people reach out and say, I heard you on this podcast, and you know, can we connect and you know, wherever that goes, wherever, but it's just nice to know that that message resonated enough for somebody to reach out. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Guys, please go and connect with them. My podcast coach, that's the name of the Facebook group, right? 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, join it. And also, you guys do kind of like a mixer happy hour where you guys have a lot of podcasters in there. Can you share a little bit more about it? Because I've been to one of those and I really, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, I actually got to meet some new people. So, what? Tell me a little bit more about that before we leave. Yeah, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time starting next week on May 5th is going to be our next one coming up. And uh, it's called the Podcasters Connect and Collaborate. So our goal is to connect people who have shows with people who want to be on shows, vice versa, come and meet some other podcasting friends. You never know who's going to be there. We typically get like 40 to 50 people there. And it's been amazing. So many people come out of there with like five or six interviews booked. And it's really cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, we our big thing is connection and community and collaboration. So we love just seeing everyone get together, meet each other, and our world's kind of colliding that way. Yes. Love it. Love it. So if they they come to the Facebook group, to my podcast coach Facebook group and join, then we always go and post in there when the next Mm -hmm. one's happening. Mm -hmm. Then they get on our email list and we let them know so they don't miss it. So that's one email that gets gets like an 80% open rate. Party time. People like to party and meet meet people and connect. Ah, That's so good. This is what's so fun about this platform and uh, and just, you know, making the table. It just gets bigger and bigger. Just get bigger and bigger. That's right. Thank you so much. Yes, this has been amazing. Yes, it's so good. Uh, Any last (laughs) thoughts before we say goodbye? Yeah, you. When are you coming on Amplify? You, we'll interview you guys. Can't wait uh, for that one. Thank you. Let's do it. You tell me. I mean, right <laughs> now it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll just log out on the other one. Switch. Yep, that's it. Uh, but yes, I mean, count us in. hundred yeah, percent. We'll share some fun stories too, including when our dad was throwing rocks at Fonzie. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, yeah, there you go. We, we, we're still loving. Well, yeah, by I, the way, I appreciate I appreciate you guys having us on for sure. We're we're grateful for the opportunity to to share. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a pleasure sharing, yep. sharing the message and especially if it's helping these incredible entrepreneurs that are mm-hmm. moving forward and creating that momentum. So absolutely. awesome, guys. With that said, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platform and go to social media at Beast Bros Co. to catch all the golden boulders. That is right. And if you find today's episode impactful and is helping you move one step closer to your goal, please don't forget to share it and and I was going to say leave a five-star review, but I'm going to say go to contentisprofit.com yes! so you can join the family. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go.